It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to this episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I'm Chloe Thomas, the creator and host of this award-winning show. And it's my aim in every episode to help you find ways to improve your e-commerce business. So thank you for tuning in. I would love to know how the show helps you. Um, so please let me know via social media with the hashtag ecommasterplan. Now today, I've got some interesting stuff to share with you. Interesting stuff. Interesting Stuff is an occasional section in the show where I bring you anything particularly interesting I've found out about recently in the e-commerce world. It might be an event, a white paper, a new supplier, or just something really cool that I think you should know about. There may well be no interesting stuff for ages, as there hasn't been recently. And then last week and this week, we have two episodes running, a bit like London buses. They all come at once. Okay, well, you can find all the interesting stuff we've ever mentioned on the show at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash stuff. And today I've got two different pieces for you because one of the interesting things I found over the summer during lockdown back in the spring is that a lot of the SaaS businesses, those software suppliers who are creating all the stuff you use to run your businesses uh, and to do your marketing, a lot of them have spent lockdown looking for ways to get their message out to all of us when events aren't happening. And that's led to some very interesting new formats of content, um, lots of interesting attempts at virtual summits, and a lot of great content that's available for you to consume when you want it, to enable you to learn from the best, to learn from really interesting people at a time and place where you want to solve that particular problem. So I want to tell you quickly about two that I've been involved with um, in recent uh, months, which I think are particularly interesting in terms of the format they've chosen to give you this information in and the content um, that they've, they've included. So I think you'll find this content really useful and worth a watch too, because they are both videos. So Clavu, who are actually recommended by today's guest, Clavu uh, have put together a series of six video lessons, educations, videos, I'm not quite sure what you should call them, but they're really good, um, to help you learn about some of the cleverest ways to improve on-site search and navigation. Think of it as kind of a primer and getting your head around it and thus how you can go about increasing your conversions. Each of the videos, all six of them, is less than 15 minutes long. Um, they feature me, is how I'm involved. I'm the one who gets to ask the questions. They feature me quizzing in each episode a different member of the Clayview team. Um, and we're asking them or I'm asking them about a different part of product discovery. So how we go about improving that on-site product discovery experience. Uh, I think it's particularly cool to get to hear from the behind-the-scenes specialists, the members of the Clayview team who you don't usually get to hear from. So that's my first tip is to, to watch the, the Clayview series. And we have the link to that um, at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash stuff. You'll find it right at the top of the page at the moment and uh, you can click straight through. And then the total opposite of looking at the you know, going back into the team to the people behind the scenes to give you this great information is Chat Fuel School, even Chat Fuel School, who have um, gathered together the opinions of the experts you've probably heard of. So, authors, thought leaders, podcast hosts, hence I'm involved. Um, and what they've created is a weekly online marketing video podcast released on YouTube where they interview multiple experts about a key topic. 
One I'm involved with is Social Proof. There's others about beginner Shopify advice. So they're really niching in or niching in in each video to really focus on that one topic. So the chances are every episode is not going to be relevant for you. You know, if you if you're already quite advanced with Shopify, the beginner Shopify advice is not going to be that useful to you. But each one is really high quality, really well put together, and definitely it's worth taking a look each week. I think they go live on a Friday to see if the latest topic um, is something that you should be swatting up on that's on your to-do list because you'll get some really good tips and recommendations in there. So both of those, both the Clayview um, six videos part and the Chat Fuel School, we put links to both of those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash stuff. Okay, today's episode, what do we got coming up for you? Well, we are talking to uh, someone working in an interesting sector about how they're dealing with B2B and B2C customers across two sites, recent site migration they've done, uh, why they're choosing to build a developer team in-house to build various back-end systems for their business. Um, We're talking about their in-sourcing projects, a project in-house to bring all their everyone they want to work with in-house, including website developers, uh, back-end system developers, et cetera, et cetera, and their UX team and so forth. And there's quite a few tips around SEO and other things you can do to improve your performance too. We will get onto all of that very, very shortly. But first, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 38,000 e-commerce brands. Build your contact lists and emails that pop and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Klaivu is the leading end-to-end discovery platform for e-commerce businesses, enabling merchants to deliver personalised and intelligent search and navigation experiences for their shoppers. Klaivu's machine learning algorithm and rich NLP take search queries beyond keyword-based matching, delivering exactly what shoppers want and more. Regardless of the platform, Klaivu provides a seamless integration process for all retailers. Try it out for free at klaivu.com forward slash schedule a demo. That's K-L-E-V-U.com forward slash schedule dash a dash demo. And now to introduce today's special guest. Sam Grant is the digital marketing manager at Toolstop, where he juggles the needs of both the B2C and B2B e-commerce sites. Toolstop launched in 1965, and they now do 9,000 orders a month across the two sites. Hello, Sam. Hello, Chloe. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you because a lot of the time on this show, we're talking to business owners. And today we get to talk to an actual marketing manager, which is, uh, you know, brings a whole good new angle to the show. So I'm, I'm excited to be, to be chatting to you. Um, but before we get into all of that, how did you get started in e-commerce? Um, I fell into e-commerce by accident, um, in a sense. Um, after traveling post-marketing degree, I was scratching my head wondering what was next um, and I came back and it happens that my father has a haggis and black pudding uh, manufacturing company based in the highlands of Scotland where I'm from 
And he had a website and I looked at it and told him everything that was wrong with it. So he said, well, if you can do better, why don't you build me one? <laughs> so I kind of learned all the nuances at that point of WordPress and WooCommerce and built him a website. And from there, I was, I'd built a really good skill set and I knew a few people that knew things that could help me out. And it's just grown from there. And I've gone through a few businesses where I've worked in both the e-commerce and digital marketing sides. And I just love it. It's 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 a revolving door. You're always learning new things. And yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's, it's um, whilst so much is stuck, I haven't been in it for like 15 years, while so much stays the same, so much changes. There's always something new to test. There's always something, a new challenge to overcome. Yeah. Yeah, it's... um. It's an addictive place once you've got involved. Yes, sometimes frustrating, but all in good ways. Oh, and definitely. Um, right, let's let's um, let's explain a little bit more about Toolstop. So, where in the world are you, and where are you selling to? So, we are in a little place called Uddingston, which is just southeast of Glasgow in Scotland. Um, most of our sales are in the UK. About ninety percent. We do sell small amounts um, to Europe, um, and then that's across both our B two B and B two C sites. And, you know, B2C and B2B, you've obviously got the two different sites, the two very different audiences there. Do you sell both of those via the same platform or have you got different uh, web platforms going on for each of them? So they are now both on big commerce. Um, the B2B was kind of a test bed for us to see if big commerce was right for the B2C side. Obviously, it drives way more transactions and traffic. So uh, they are now both on big commerce, yeah. Oh, cool. So the, the test was successful. Yes, indeed. We're really, really pleased with BigCommerce so far. Excellent. Well, hopefully they'll send you a nice bottle of something. <laughs> so thank you for mentioning them so nicely in this podcast. Um, you would hope so. You would, wouldn't you? Because they're, they're a lovely team here in the UK uh, and the US team as well, actually, are good people too. So on BigCommerce, are there any any key things you're using alongside BigCommerce to, to drive those sales and to deliver that customer service? Yeah, so I guess the the big ones in terms of what we've got running on the site, certainly the B2C side, is we we operate Clevu Search on the site, which has been um, a real big improvement in our site search metrics. So we've seen really good results from that. Um, We've got Smileio rewards programs running on there, uh, live chat plugins. We use Izuto for desktop notifications, uh, Wisepops for pop-ups. We've got probably a series of 10 and 10 to 12 apps running on the B2C site. Um, but what I found on this platform versus others, we don't tend to have men much in the way of issues on how they interact with each other, which I've I've seen on Magento, where sometimes you're you're struggling to get updates to make everything work well together. On Big Commerce, it seems that we've had really little issues, which has been great. Oh, that's always cool. Yeah, there's there's nothing worse than um than updating a plugin or installing a new plugin and then suddenly everything else stops working. It's like yeah. trying to find the needle in the haystack, trying to solve those kind of problems. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. So um, what does the team look like um, there at Toolstop? How many of you are there and, and you, are you outsourcing anything? So we're kind of in the middle of project in-house where we're trying to do as much ourselves as possible. Um, so we have a team now of three developers working on the big commerce sites. Um, they also work on a number of uh, different uh, tools that we've built in-house that I can tell you a little bit about later. Um, we have three members of our team working on product information and content. Um, we've got Neil Bruce, who is our highly experienced e-commerce manager, uh, and one graphic designer, and then there's myself, who is the digital marketing manager. 
We've also got in that team, supporting that team is a systems analyst that kind of makes sure all our systems are kind of operating well together. So that's from big commerce to our product information software, Sage, all these things, make sure everything's knitting together and working as expected. Now, you mentioned um, both about how big commerce is easy to use, but also that you have three developers working on it, which makes it sound incredibly uneasy to use. But then you teased us by saying they're working on other systems. So, so what else are your developers working on? So right now, kind of the most exciting thing I would say going on at Toolstop is that we have our own product information management system called uh, SkewPal. Um, nice friendly name there. So they've built that to basically when we bring stock into the business, um, everything gets built there and then pushed up to the two websites. Um, it's it's pretty dynamic in terms of there's always challenges with B2B versus B2C pricing and keeping our wholesale customers happy whilst also giving our um, B2C customers a great deal. So it handles all of that really, really well. And then even a new bit of functionality the guys built this week, um, our B2B customers can now um, go in and build posters based on specific deals that we've uploaded to that platform. They can go to the front end of the website and build these posters and print them out and have them in their trade counters, for example. So we're always trying to do cool new things. That's very cool. So you're helping them with their, um, their POS, their point of sale material, as well as selling them the product to sell. Yes. And, and that's something that's always been true of kind of the B2B tool saver site. Um, we, we try and support our, our, our B2B clients with uh, point of sale materials and uh, we do a lot of catalogs for them. So that's one of our graphic designers big challenges is producing catalogs with great deals that are, um, that can be then passed to our B2B customers as well. Nice. And um, I love the fact you're mentioning a product information management tool because I find it always surprises me how many businesses aren't using one. You know, they're trying to do it all with a spreadsheet because it makes life so much easier when you've got one, doesn't it? It does. And this is actually the first um, e-commerce site I've worked on with one. And I can just, you see the benefits of it immediately. As you say, it just takes the, the spreadsheet and data entry errors out of the window to a great extent. Um, and it, it's one of one of the kind of exciting things about what we're trying to do at Toolstop and Toolsaver just now is that if we um, get a demo of a platform, say a PIM or or a warehouse management system, the first thing we ask ourselves is, can we create that ourselves? And if the answer is yes, then we'll then we'll try and do it and we'll build it to suit us. Um, the added benefit of that is that eventually, if we get these systems refined really well, then we can look to offer those to other customers as well. As other, say, e-commerce companies, for example. Mm. And we haven't actually mentioned the product that you sell much there, have we? So uh, we've given hints. We haven't really explained it. So what is the, what is the product? Yeah, so it's in the name of both companies, I guess. So we sell power tools, uh, hand tools, garden tools, um, you name it. For, for the most part, it was traditionally aimed at professional tradesmen, so builders and joiners and, and these kind of guys. But we also look at DIY tools now. Um, What's happened in 2020 with lockdown, people have been doing lots of work on their houses and their gardens. So we're starting to see a lot more sales on the, the lower price point items for people buying, you know, a combi drill that they're using to put up shelves in their house, for example. So we're, we're trying to suffice both those markets now more than ever. And both via the same website, even though one of them's a business and one of them's a consumer. Yes. Yeah, because you've got Toolstop, which sells individual um, drills, and then you've got Toolsaver, which is what we're calling the B2B site, isn't it? Which sells wholesale, as it were, in, in bulk. 
Exactly. It says wholesale and we offer great bulk rates for the B2B side, which is obviously important. These guys are trade counters that that need some level of margin to, to operate well. So um, we'll offer them bulk rates and pallet rates and bulk rate, box rates on tools, whereas the, the B2C side is is just aimed at the kind of end user, whether that be a professional tradesperson or you or I in our house trying to, trying to do our best uh, best piece of work. And you mentioned uh, Operation in-house, I think it was, where you're trying to, you know, do as much in-house as you possibly can. Is that something which the business has adopted as a result of what's been going on with COVID-19 or is it something that has been running since before? Um, it kind of started before that. It kind of piggybacked on the move to big commerce. I think uh, Neil, our e-commerce director, just saw an opportunity that if we can remove those costs of agencies um, and, and do it ourselves without without enormous time costs or hiring costs, then we'll try and do it. And I think that's a really, really refreshing approach because it's very easy to go to an agency. And I'm not for a second bad-mouthing agencies. There's there's great agencies out there for both the dev side and the digital marketing. But there, there's a sense that we can really control our own destiny by bringing that all in-house. Yeah, because it's a, it's a competitive marketplace you're in. So the more kind of individuality and uniqueness that your business has – the better. And it can be hard to do that when you don't have people in the same room. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's it is knowing the business and knowing the product um, is something usually when you're working with an agency, you you have to culture that for quite some time before it starts to work well. Whereas if it's in-house and everyone's pointing in the same direction, it really can make a difference. And now the other thing I wanted to, to kind of explore a little bit about about what you said about the team was you've got three people completely focused on product content. That seems like a lot. Yes, it is. We have a lot of uh, lot of products though. So we've got about 4,000 SKUs live on the site now, but we're trying to add to that all the time and refine that all the time. We do all our photography in-house as well. So those guys are shooting everything, editing everything. So that's another part of the fact that we've moved everything in-house, it's all happening here. Um, and those guys are doing other things as well in terms of helping out with email marketing, SEO tasks in terms of the content, and, and, and really keen to learn those elements as well, which is great. Now, you mentioned SEO there, which um, which I know because we've previously chatted about it, uh, not on this podcast for anyone who's trying to rewind and listen to it. We have previously chatted about the fact that SEO has been a big focus for you since shifting platforms. Yes, big time. I think any platform switches can have their SEO challenges. Um, Toolstop was originally built on a Joomla site, moved to Magento, and now BigCommerce. Um, and those three platforms um, were handled fine, but there wasn't a great deal of focus on SEO. So part of the reason myself coming into the business six months ago is to really refine that and make sure our content is all optimized, looking for tech SEO opportunities. Uh, our link building strategy is now in place, so we're looking to to work with a series of other sites as well to really, really bring that up to speed with the, the way the rest of the business is working. Nice. And any particular um, tips you'd like to share on on key things you're finding that, that are really worth doing at the moment in the SEO space and that you're happy to share as well, I should say? <laughs> yeah, I, I always find SEO tactics shouldn't really be secrets. Um, the, the big thing we're finding is um, just refreshing our keyword research it's something that i think especially for small businesses it's something that they probably turn a blind eye to when they're building a site and i think doing your keyword research and finding opportunities where there's 
high search volume and low competition is 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 everything. Um, it, it is a rudimentary tip, but I think it's so so important. Especially one of the challenges we have is we're we're doing it after the fact now. If you can do it at the point of build and get it right the first time, obviously keyboard um, trends change, but getting it right to start with is a real real good place to be. Well, I, and I think it's perfectly good good piece of advice because I find SEO is one of those areas where people often kind of leapfrog the basics and go and focus on something really ninja. Yeah. And you're kind of like, yeah, but your homepage is title tag is homepage. Can we sort that out first, please? No, I want to do this amazing outreach piece that involves this all this huge complexity. Like, can we do, can we do the basics first? Yeah, for sure. And I think, yeah, getting those basics, getting your metadata right, getting your content right is, is one-on-one and then speed. Speed is everything um these days so that's kind of our next big challenge here is to keep refining that it's the big battleground isn't it or increasingly becoming the big battleground is how fast can you get your site to move yeah and every little helps so we're trying to make little refinements all the time in terms of what's loading on pages and even looking at the concepts of uh, headless e-commerce as well it's not something we've explored yet with big commerce but we're just kind of having having a wee look at it just now and seeing if that might be one of our options to to continue to get our sites faster and faster Nice. And I'm, I'm resisting the urge to say, let's get into headless e-commerce because um, it's a complex area. So we're going to skip over that term. But anyone who uh, who wants to know more about it, I'll, give, I'll put a link in the show notes to, to some content we've got specifically about headless um, because it's very powerful for those who, those who need it and understand it, but a big distraction for those who don't, I would say. Big time. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it is a rabbit hole, isn't it? Yeah, but potentially a very powerful one. Now, um, Sam, what do you think is the most awesome thing going on at Toolstop right now? Okay, so we mentioned kind of project in-house. So the next steps is we're bringing in another two devs. So that's going to bring us up to five, which is really cool. So it's it's going to be a big team. Uh, and we're actually at the point where we're going to start building our own warehouse management system. Ooh, that's a big one. It's a big one, and it's just another one of those opportunities we've asked ourselves, can we do it ourselves? Can we do it better to suit our businesses? Um, is the is the time cost of doing it effective against what we pay for our warehouse management um, system just now? And, and the guys are really, really keen to tackle that head on. The other cool thing for me as a digital marketer is we're bringing in a, uh, a UX developer as well, so continuing to refine certainly on the beat. B2C side and getting that really dialed in now that the big commerce platform has been live for six months. That's a really exciting point for myself as well. Very cool. And um, I think the the fact you're, I kind of love and I'm kind of scared by the fact you're planning on building your your uh, your your own warehouse backend system because it's one of those systems which, you know, when people are buying them, they often buy the wrong system. You know, because there, it really isn't one size fits all. Every business needs slightly different things and needs to be able to tweak certain things and have control over this, that, and the other. So they're very, very hard to buy. So I completely get why building your own would make a lot of sense, but it also scares me because that is that is one big, important piece of tech. Yeah, for sure. And we're lucky to have in-house devs that are keen to tackle that because yeah. I've probably worked with some in the past that would be looking at you like you were crazy um, but it's something we've wanted to do and it's something we feel like we could refine for ourselves very well so and again it's something that we might be able to build to a level where we might make it available for other businesses too which is 
always an exciting prospect is to be able to grow our dev team and grow their capabilities to the point where we're selling lots of tools, but we can offer this service as well. Why not? Why not indeed? And um, you mentioned that you're getting a new UX guy on as well, which strikes me there's going to be a lot of people wanting to make changes to critical systems over the next couple of months as we go into what certainly for consumers is a key buying period for tools that are going to appear under the Christmas tree. So, um, so you, are you going to be just, you know, the new guys, they're going to be doing lots of planning and testing over the, over the next couple of months, or are you going to let them play with the code? Uh, no, we'll be we'll be quite careful about anything we look at rolling out. Um, there's there's a lot there's a lot to consider, as you say. It's coming into a key time of the year, and whilst we are really keen to to do things and do things for themselves, we're not we're not rushing into anything. We're making careful and cautious decisions. So, as you say, it's the next few months, and certainly that initial period of them coming into the business will be small front end changes, not extreme changes to how we operate as a business. We will hopefully see out the year before we do anything too drastic. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan to me. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. And if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? Well, that's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your contact lists, send memorable emails, automate key messages and more. Way, way more. Whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Klaviyo is the leading end-to-end discovery platform for e-commerce businesses, enabling merchants to deliver personalised and intelligent search and navigation experiences for their shoppers. Klaviyo's machine learning algorithm and rich NLP takes search queries beyond keyword-based matching, delivering exactly what shoppers want and more. Regardless of the platform, Klaviyo provides a seamless integration process for all retailers. Try it out for free at klaviyo.com forward slash schedule a demo. That's K-L-E-V-U dot com forward slash schedule dash a dash demo. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So Sam, are you ready for the top tips? Absolutely. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? So my answer to this one is shameful, Chloe. So (laughs) I am not a reader and I've tried my whole life to be a book reader and I'm just awful at it. I don't know what it is and I try really hard because I know I should read and I know how good it is for the brain, but I'm not very good at sticking to a book. So what I would recommend, especially from a digital marketing perspective, is getting on top of the courses and blogs that Moz, Hrefs and SEM Rush do. And as well as they do great podcasts as well. And they offer so many insights. Going back to what we were talking about, fundamentals of SEO and, and these things. If someone's trying to grow their e-com business, there's so much useful information out there. And podcasts too, like like yours, Chloe, of course, um, would be my other recommendation to spend that day. <laughs> Thank you. And we're always happy for an alternative to a book for that question. So that's 
Completely cool. And some great recommendations there too. Okay, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Well, I certainly think mine gets the press it deserves, but I think I prize it above all others. Um, and that would be Google Shopping. Um, there's there's so many opportunities in it. Um, in investing a little bit of money and getting your e-commerce business rolling. Um, you look at a Google search engine results page, it's so dominated by ads now. So getting Google Shopping right and ready to go would be mine. Yeah, it gives you such a bigger part of the um, of this page there, doesn't it? If you've got both the, the product image and the text ad. Yeah, yeah. So you can really kind of cash in on some real estate. And Google are rolling out these free click um, Google Shopping ads uh, later this year. So there's going to be an opportunity for small businesses to get free clicks. Once you click through to the shopping tab, those are going to be free now. So there's even if you don't have a budget for it, you can still have a really well-optimized feed and um, reap the rewards of that. Yeah, that's live. Anyone who's listening, in the US, that's live right now. Um, in the UK, it's not live as we're recording, but Google have promised it before the end of the year. Uh, and the same for other territories that have the Google Merchant Center running. So it, where if you have access and are able to put a feed into Google Merchant Center, even if you're not planning on running Google Shopping campaign paint ads this year, which by the way, you should be, um, then you want to make sure that feed's in there ready for when it goes um, to free. Because the chances are the only moment we'll know it's happening for free is when it actually happens, I suspect. Yeah, that's the usual way. Yeah. And if you want to know more about that, we did a whole episode of it over over on my Keep Optimizing podcast that's live with uh, with Justin Siebert. So, um, so take a listen to that too. Anyway, we should get back to your top tips because I've just taken us on a wonder loop there. <laughs> uh, so, Sam, the third one is the tool top tip. Maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Well, I can't give up the opportunity to replug SkewPal, which is our own PIM. Um, so that makes us incredibly more efficient. But in terms of what is out there and available, we really, really like to utilize Slack and Trello. We, we, we do all our task management and communication through, um, through those two, especially when we were facing the pandemic and we were all working from home at that point. That just became our, our lifeblood, really. So those would be my two. Excellent. And um, and I think we'll allow you to have SkewPal, your own in-house PIM, um, on the basis that other people should be looking at PIMs. And there's plenty out there you can get um, open source and, uh, and to pay for. Okay. Growth top tip then. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? Test your website, test it again, and test it a third time. Um, I think in when when you when you launch an e-com site and it's, it's it's in its early stages, you get really bogged down in the back end and and looking at stuff probably on a desktop because you're spending your whole day working there. I think you should be testing all the time on mobile, desktop, even tablet. It doesn't get a lot of love, um, and continue to refine what you're doing. Place test orders with your customers and, and really get an idea of what what's out there and what might grow your sales in terms of improving your experience for your users. That would be mine. Oh, love it. Sam, you've, you've told us so many good things today. Um, now, before we say goodbye, could you let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Of course. So Toolstop, you will find us at toolstop.co.uk. 
Toolsaver is tool-saver.co.uk, although that is a B2B only, so you need a login. But if anyone was interested, they can they can uh, fill out a form and, 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 and reach us that way. And on social media, it's at Toolstop Limited on Instagram and at Toolstop on Facebook. Uh, the pesky, uh, pesky grabbing of social media handles. Always a challenge. Indeed. Um, <laughs> almost worse than URLs these days. <laughs> But probably not quite. All right, Sam, thank you so much for being on the e-commerce, e-commerce Master Plan podcast. Even I can't even say in the name of my own podcast. Um, and for being so generous, sharing your experience with us. You've given us lots of cool tips and it's really exciting to see how things are going. And I wish you all the best with Project In-House. It sounds very exciting. Thanks, Chloe. It's been a pleasure. Very cool to catch up with a business doing so many kind of cool things in the back end. You know, they're uh, doing all that dev themselves. They're building their own systems with that interesting angle of potentially in the future becoming a supplier or a support network to other e-commerce businesses. I think it's going to be really interesting to see see where where the tool stop journey takes them. Now, to get your hands on the notes from today's show, including the top tips and links to the other podcast I mentioned about the Google free Google shopping campaigns, then head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. We will be able to get all of this. Um, there, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things that I share to help you improve your business. Because um, in the emails, we don't just share about the podcast. Of course, we do. But we also share about other cool things that are going on, other, other opportunities to learn and to take things to the next level in your business. Thank you for tuning in to this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. Um, I do like to bring you a new interview every week because the reason I'm doing this is because I want to inspire and help as many e-commerce business owners as possible to succeed and thrive with their business. So please do tell the other e-commerce business owners, you know, because I would love to help them too. I hope you have a great week. Keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.